through Friday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Good morning, and welcome to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum, and sadly, you're not going to hear this is Michael Fair. He's not here with us today in the studio, and if you listen regularly, I am assuming you also feel afraid for what's about to happen, just like I do. Um, Michael is all is well with Michael. He's fine. His family is great. He just was needed somewhere else in the agency today. So... As we know, it's been quite a few weeks um, here in Chicago and elsewhere throughout our country and our world. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about the COVID-19 virus and Catholic Charities' response to how we will continue to serve the poor. So in order to do that, we thought we'd bring in our Director of Communications, Bridget Murphy. Hi, good morning. So don't worry, I'm not here alone. They haven't let me be alone in the studio, which is a lovely thing. You know, at Catholic Charities, always our first priority is the most vulnerable, right? That hasn't changed because we're in crisis. We always are most concerned about seniors, immigrants, children, the homeless, those on the margins. Um, We continue to put them front and center in our planning, our actions, and our thoughts and prayers. And that hasn't changed. We're continuing to do that. I'm going to keep repeating that. That has not changed. Uh, Our mission is very, very consistent, and we um, are grateful for all of our partners. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But before we do that, I wanted to mention um, something Pope Francis said to us a few days ago. He reminded us to not forget about the poor during this difficult time. And he cautioned about the indifference of the heart, which was so interesting to me because he was talking about how um, we get a lot of information every day, right? We're all looking at Instagram. We're looking at Twitter. We're looking at uh, what the news media is saying. We're listening to what's on Facebook. And sometimes with all of that, we sometimes lose sort of that that letting it affect our hearts. So he asked us all to really be praying that the grace of all of this information about human suffering will go down into the heart and move us to serve and to do something for others. So I thought that was a good entry into talking a little bit about what Catholic Charities is doing um, and what our frontline staff is really doing every day and even more so during this time of crisis. So Bridget, tell us a little bit about what Catholic Charities is doing. Sure, and thanks so much for having me. If I can just add two things to what you um, just said. Uh, I was listening to one of the Sunday news shows, and and I'm going to forget who mentioned it, but um, a social commentator um, who's, I think, also a historian um, and was talking about kind of the social effects, short-term and long-term of this kind of thing, and uh, mentioned sort of ominously, but it's just worth noting that um, after the Spanish flu or the influenza epidemic, uh, that societally a lot wasn't talked about after that. 
Mm-hmm. And what stuck with me is he said people were ashamed of how they behaved. And I thought, wow. Um, and certainly, you know, the listeners were fortunate enough to have um, with this show, you know, are going to rise to the occasion. And, and like you said, our, our hearts are open and they're ready to serve those in need. But um, I, I think we all just want to be mindful about uh, when this is over, we want to look back and be yeah. really proud of how we all handled it. Um, the other thing is um, a, a psychologist was mentioning, and certainly it, it falls into our faith life, that even while we're isolating, we're isolating for a social good. Mm-hmm. So we sort of offer that up. Um, you know, we're removing ourselves from each other, but we're doing it for each other. And so to just sort of reframe that in our in our yeah. minds a little bit and in our intent um, and sort of offer that as a prayer, I think, is is one way to look at it. But um, excuse me. In terms of Catholic Charities' response, uh, we are focused on two things primarily at the moment, right? We are trying to keep everyone healthy and safe. Everyone's job at this point is to limit transmission of the virus. And so we are following all the recommended health protocols to the T. But our focus in the short term is really on food. Mm-hmm. Um, we know it's going to become a growing issue. We had families who were already on the cusp, right? There was a really famous statistic that everyone was quoting a while back about how a, maybe 40% of Americans can't handle a $400 emergency. Yes. Well, they just got that $400 mm-hmm. emergency. Um, and so not only are we working to meet the need of clients immediately, but that need will likely grow. Right. Um, so... Uh, food provision is the most important. I know you're very close to that work. So we are working to keep our food pantries stocked and open, our um, evening suppers in both the city and the suburbs. Again, putting safety first. We don't want volunteers who are uncomfortable or who are in any way at risk themselves to be helping. So we're redeploying staff to a lot of those locations. So that's our first priority. And Well, really um, equal with that is the behavioral health and counseling that we can provide via phone Mm -hmm. and teleconference. We're doing all of that, um, you know, to provide reassurance and tools to people who, you know, are battling addiction, they're battling depression, uh, none of which is obviously helped by the current situation. So uh, we're doing everything we can to maintain those services. Anything that's deemed sort of non-essential, you know, the courts are closed, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the census work is down, you know, we will revisit all of that as, as you know, um, directed and as it becomes safe to do so. But I would say sort of non-essential services are being suspended. Absolutely. And I think that I think you just hit on something that's really important that we'll continue to talk about in in the next two segments of the show. And and that is really our response to the immediate need, our response to emotional and physical health, but also our understanding that this is going to have ramifications. As you talked about, we want to make sure um, that folks are set up for what happens in the next six months. Um, and so I think in, in the next segment, we're going to talk a lot about senior service. 
services. So I don't want to dive into that just yet because seniors are are some of our most vulnerable population. But I think just being able, recognizing for our listeners and everyone else that there is a behavioral health component to this. And I, I remember back to um, when we talked about mental health at the holidays and what some of those strategies are. And I encourage folks to employ them um, in terms of taking deep breaths and going for walks on your own and making sure that you're really taking care of yourself during this really difficult time. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk with Bridget a little bit more about Catholic Charities and our services. Where do you go when you realize that you or someone you love needs assistance at home? Where can you turn and know you will get sound advice that you can trust? Catholic Charities Home to Stay program offers competent help and peace of mind to seniors and to their family members. Our thoroughly trained professional caregivers provide companionship, assistance with seniors' basic needs, and help with light housework, all in the comfort of a senior's own home. Schedules can be flexible, so seniors receive only the help that they need and want. Most of all, Catholic Charities has the name and reputation you can count on, with more than 100 years of experience helping people at transitions in their lives. To learn more, call 312-655-7415. That's 312-655-7415. Make the most of each day with Home to Stay. Are you cleaning out your closets this winter? If so, Catholic Charities would be grateful to accept any gently used clothing donations that you have. Winter coats, boots, sweaters, pants, hats and gloves in all sizes are always appreciated at this time of year in our community clothing room. Also needed on an ongoing basis are new underwear and socks for guests who come to use the shower facilities in our Pope Francis Ministries. And all types of professional clothing for men and women are most welcome in our Mary's Closet wardrobe. This special collection of dressier clothes is offered to our clients who are preparing for job interviews. Drop-offs can be made at 721 North LaSalle Street or at any of our regional locations. For more information, call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum and my... um, Co-host Michael Bear is here only in spirit with us. He is busy making sure the agency is running, but they've let me come because I am non-essential. Not <laughs> true. All, not true. We also have welcomed uh, Bridget Murphy, our director of communications, who is very essential to everything that we're currently doing. But we're here today talking about Catholic Charities and our response to COVID-19 um, and some of the strategies that we're employing as an agency and then also some of the things that we're encouraging listeners to think about. So welcome back, Bridget. Thanks, Marie. So, Oh, also, happy St. Patrick's Day. It is. We completely... Uh, Forgot about that. And these are my people that you are completely <laughs> I'm ignoring. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, we may not feel particularly lucky this St. Patrick's Day, but we are. We're lucky to have each other. Mm-hmm. We're lucky that... Um, you know, we live in a world where people are choosing to self-isolate as opposed to put other people at risk. There's lots to be grateful for and thankful for and, and remind ourselves that we're we're lucky today in a lot of different ways. Absolutely. My cousin uh, 
Catherine texted me this morning and we were just sort of chatting and she said, you know, Marie, it's we before me right now. We before me. And love I love it. that. I'm a big fan of those little cheesy slogans. So I'm just repeating that to myself all day long. We before me. Um, so speaking of we before me, Bridget, can you share with our listeners a little bit about our senior services and how we're really addressing that very high risk, but a population that still really needs our support during this time? Right, absolutely. And and I will say, you know, um, Catholic Charities has taken a view all along, you know, the information is becoming fast and furious and the circumstances change so quickly. Um, but our response has always been, you know, certainly safety first, but we deal with populations who don't have a plan B. And so, we have to be really careful anytime we limit services, close services, because we're really people's last stop in right. a lot of ways. And so that means nothing if if we close something down. Yes. So um, just want to put that out there. But uh, we started immediately with looking at our senior services. We have one uh, long-term care nursing facility that has been um, – following absolutely all the protocols, now has no visitors. They're limiting the contact that residents can have with each other. But as you can imagine, these are folks end of life. Um, their families want to see them. Yeah. Uh, they want to engage. So I know this is at Holy Family Villa. Um, and um, I know the staff there, very capable, very compassionate, are working to whether it's phone calls or FaceTime to facilitate contact between residents and their families. Yeah. Um, and then our adult um, centers that were sort of social activities mm -hmm. are providing meals only to go. Yep. Uh, so again, anything that involved people congregating and spending time together in close proximity has been suspended. Uh, and we are providing food at all those locations for seniors and for other folks. Absolutely. And I think that that piece that we um, are really trying to look at still connecting with those seniors who we know. I know. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what some of the alternatives, phone calls and how are we reaching out in other ways? Absolutely. And if if. Any of our seniors are listening, um, you, at least I'm in the 48th Ward, uh, call your alderman. And they, I know a number of uh, wards are setting up calling trees for seniors. So people sign up to volunteer. You get a list of folks to call. If you would like someone to check in on you once a day or twice a day, uh, that would be a suggestion to um, call your alderman's office, let them know you'd like to get a call, and I'm sure they will arrange that. That's one thing I saw last night. Um, and then for, you know, our other listeners, you know, do knock on the door of an elderly person. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need – obviously, we're encouraging social distancing. You need to follow all those protocols, but a, a knock to let someone know you're there – um, I know you took your neighbor grocery shopping last <laughs> we night. We did. It probably was fun. against some <laughs> CDC rules. <laughs> some rules, but um, you know we want to be there for each other, and uh, and we're social creatures, so we need to make that happen in different ways. Right. Absolutely. And I I know our our own workers are still checking in with their clients, but oh, they're absolutely. doing it via phone. And I think that piece is really important to remember um, that we're we're going to get back to congregating with our seniors. We're going to get back to those meals. We're going to get back to time at our adult daycare centers. It's just for right now, it's time to keep everyone safe and at home. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it is interesting because um, we're fortunate enough to provide the evening suppers at our administrative office at 721. And so uh, you you help run that. I'm, I'm down there on occasion. And, you know, the social aspect of that always just blows me away. The the camaraderie among the guests and the volunteers, and there's a little something different every day. Today we were going to have placemats made, yeah. you know, with St. Patrick's Day wishes. Right. And so all those lovely um, social interactions and acts of kindness and, and community that we experience will be will be back when it's right to do right. so. But, yeah, right now your yeah. people are getting a box and a smile yeah. and a um, – uh, possibly a bottle of yes. disinfectant, but um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, we'll be back to that soon. It's important. Absolutely. And I think, too, you know, just keeping in mind that we have as well limited our volunteers. So, absolutely. you know, um, I know and, and you can probably share more with us that we have asked our volunteer groups to kind of hold off and come back to us when everybody is healthy and good. Um, because I think, again, we're really trying to prioritize the health and safety of our community. Right. Absolutely. As I said, everyone's number one job is to, uh, what are they saying, lower the curve mm-hmm. um, of the virus. That is job number one. And then then we'll get back to taking care of one another. And, um, you know, I, I did have a thought, too, on the on the suppers. What strikes me is, you, you know, the folks line up. And again, these are these are people who don't have a plan B. This virus is hitting them and going right. to have some impacts that a lot of us are are not going to have as deep. And I am just struck by their stoicism, their humor. They are tremendous examples of how we should weather this kind of thing. So while we talk about our populations being vulnerable, it's their circumstances that make them vulnerable. Right. They are strong, resilient, yeah, lovely people. Um, you know, two two a one. So um, absolutely, and good teachers of us as well. I think our folks at our suppers have rolled with the punches. Absolutely, it's not ideal. Obviously, people would like to come in out of the cold, but um, they are taking the meal. They're wishing us well, yeah, which it's is amazing. crazy to me. Um, but just a good sign of how we should all be treating treating one another. So we are going to take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how Bridget and I are coping. <laughs> but also how volunteers can help support us in this time of social distancing. Are you an attorney who's retired or semi-retired from your practice? Catholic Charities welcomes your expertise. Whether it's a dispute with a landlord, a concern about possibly being the victim of a scam, or an issue regarding family law, clients can feel alone in the complex legal system, especially if they are unable to afford an attorney. Our volunteer attorneys answer our legal advice line, offer one-hour consultations, and conduct legal seminars. They're dedicated to informing and empowering low-income individuals as they navigate civil law issues affecting their lives. Come in when your schedule permits and share your knowledge with grateful clients. To learn more about this rewarding volunteer program, please call 312-948-6821. Thank you for considering Catholic Charities Legal Assistance Team. Celebrate St. Patrick's Day while giving kids the tools they need to build brighter futures. Hi, I'm Mark Schmelzer from Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. 
Support Mercy Homes March for Kids this month. You can provide kids in crisis with a safe home, healing from trauma, life skills, good education, and career development that will help them become successful, independent adults. Donate today at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Any gift made throughout the month of March will be matched by a generous donor, so your support goes twice as far to help kids when you give through Mercy Homes March for Kids. Donate today or learn more about other ways that you can play a part at mercyhome.org slash marchforkids. Thank you for your support. This Lent, you are invited to participate in CRS Rice Bowl, the Catholic Relief Service's Lenten Faith in Action program. CRS Rice Bowl provides the opportunity to live out the Lenten practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, while lifting up the stories of our brothers and sisters overseas. 75% of funds raised through your generous donations will support CRS programs around the world, while the remaining 25% will fund Rice Bowl grants for local programs here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. To learn more about current Rice Bowl grantees and to access CRS Rice Bowl resources such as stories of hope, videos, and meatless meal recipes, visit archchicago.org CRS. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jokum, and I'm here with the Director of Communications for Catholic Charities, Bridget Murphy. Welcome back. So we've been talking a bunch about uh, the response of Catholic Charities to COVID-19 and what our folks are doing and kind of how we are choosing to prioritize some of our most in-need services while also taking care of the community and our clients. Um, Bridget, just we were talking a lot about seniors before. just want to talk a little bit about our food pantries and what folks are doing. Um, as you mentioned, food is an area we are really prioritizing for our community. And, and what's happening? What's going on on the ground? Right. So we there is some uh, just in terms of manpower. Right. And again, to what you said about keeping volunteers and staff safe um, and healthy, uh, there is some change in operation Mm -hmm. hours. So people should go to our website. But our pantries are stocked. They are up and running. Uh, As long as food supplies are maintained, we will be there to provide food. you know, I think the the pantries in particular, as as we see this pandemic through, um, you know, it, should you find yourself um, at the end of this with extra food, we will absolutely mm-hmm. need it. The ripple effects of the virus are going to be immense when you think of uh, part time workers and um, the folks who were already living on the edge in terms of being able to afford basic needs. So we are going to see there's Mm -hmm. just no question an uptick in the number of people who need food and who, if they can get that food for free, can pay their utilities, can pay their rent. So, um, you know, again, when, you know, we'll weather this together and when we come out of it and you're ready to to reengage the world, please do think of Catholic Charities and and look at what you've – uh, I, I, the only word that comes to mind is stockpile, <laughs> but I don't mean that in a negative. Like, if you've like got pe- extra green beans, throw them our Bring way. us the green <laughs> beans. Bring us the extra toilet paper. We'll we'll take it all. Um, 
and you know the other thing really is going to be the um, emergency financial yes. services we can provide. Again, we have a lot of people living on the edge, and and that mm-hmm. whatever safety net was there is gone, yeah, or will be gone. Um, so without you know we're not trying to be dire or setting forth any panic, but it just just if we do the math, yeah. The reality is we're going to have a, a lot of people in need, and um, so there will be no shortage of opportunities for this fine group of listeners to, right. to step in and help Catholic Charities and other yeah. other locations um, and, and other yeah. organizations. I also think, you know, as you're right now, one of the things you can do for us as you're at home um, quarantining, self-isolating is we have a lot of supper partners who are restaurants who are able to do dine out um, now, but I'm sorry, are not able to do dine in, can only do carry out at this point. So if you're at home and you're able to order from places like Carryman or Johnny's Tap in Glenview or Rosebud or Sparrow or Sienna Tavern. These are all restaurants that provide meals to us on a very regular basis, um, DiMaggio's and Harwood Heights. So if you're thinking um, you're going to order in for kind of a more special treat over this period of time, please, please think of our partners um, as we are thinking of them and they are still committing very much to help us, um, even in the midst of crisis. So we appreciate uh, you doing that with us. <laughs> yeah, we should add. I mean, I don't think there's any shortage of silver linings. I hope that's the feeling of all of our listeners. But um, the way our volunteers have, um, you know, even against some guidance, <laughs> right, have said we're here to help. Yeah. We have had corporate partners step in. Um, one of our cleaning companies has really stepped up to do deep cleaning at those pantries, mm-hmm. at some of our locations, and just said, look, we know you don't have any money. Yeah. Um, we're going to do this for free. We'll circle back at another time Absolutely. and see what can be done. And it's just – it's always extraordinary, yeah. right, if you look for it. And you don't really have to look very far to see just – amazing acts of kindness. Absolutely. I was thinking too, you know, a little bit just in terms of the self-care of all of us, but it's Lent. So we get to practice prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So um, however, to the extent that you're able to do those things as you're at home, we encourage that. We know our um, brothers and sister agency, the Archdiocese, is streaming now daily mass at 10 a.m., from St. James Chapel here at Quigley. Uh, and then every Sunday, they're streaming Mass in English, Spanish, and Polish, starting at 4 p.m. with the Saturday Vigil Mass. And you can find all of that at archchicago.org. Um, so just as you're thinking about how you can pray, we just gave you some opportunities for almsgiving. <laughs> um, it's harder to fast when you're sitting at home, but uh, we're just encouraging that. And and Brid- Bridget, can you share with us just in the last two minutes, maybe some other ideas that, that you're going to employ for self-care moving forward? Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm all over this idea of intent, um, right? So, you know, light a candle and, and give 20 seconds to the seniors, you know, you know, ask God to keep an yeah. eye out on on those folks. Or if you are doing a daily walk, everything can be prayer, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I'm not a spiritual advisor by any <laughs> stretch, but everything can be a prayer. Absolutely. So whether it's a walk, whether you're lighting a candle, even if you're baking, right? If a lot, I know a lot of people, at least in my life, are are doing some Stress baking, baking <laughs> for self care. Yeah, 
you know, kind of put some intention to that. I think it's a it's kind of a lovely way to again feel part of community, p- feel sort of social even while we're isolating and and to recognize that, you know, we'll get through this and and we'll be there for each other. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think just coming back to what Pope Francis said that we began the show with is that we ask for the grace to not fall into indifference. So we we all wish for you uh, that grace as well as we're praying for that grace for ourselves. We encourage you to check out our website, www.catholiccharities.net. That's where you can find out where our food pantries are. That's where you can, um, if you're able, can donate. It's also where you can get up-to-date to information as things change here Um Uh, ahead of the we know successful completion and health of all of our communities but we just really ask you to keep in mind and thought and prayer all of our frontline staff who are working um even harder than they normally work and they already work really hard as well as our clients and as Bridget said those people those folks who are already on the margins um keeping that in mind so we will be back next week with more information on catholic charity's response to covid19 and just thank you bridget for being here oh with my us goodness today. thank you um stay and healthy everyone absolutely and we'll see you next week on 750 wndz at 8 30 in the morning for the voice of charity and hopefully michael will be back join us every monday through friday at this time for catholic chicago You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.